Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram I have noticed that since becoming a mom, I've been saying sweetheart a lot more to animals and to other babies and children. Like, oh, hi, sweetheart. Like, it just comes out naturally. Like, there's like a softness. What? Do you say that to your baby? I did it just now. The dog wanted in. I was like, hi, sweetheart. And it's like- I asked if you said that to your baby. Oh, sorry. (laughs) My child. (laughs) Uh, I think so. But it's more like the default for other things that aren't. Like my baby has a lot of nicknames. Right. One that we enjoy in particular is she had a little outfit that had lemons on it. So we started calling her Lemon Lou and we had a whole song. And then Noah looked up how to say Lemon Lou in French and it's Lou Citron. And then Lou Citron became Lucitron like an alien overlord, like I am Lucitron. Anyway, but like other babies were here and I'm like, hi, sweetheart. Like it's an easy way to be like, I acknowledge you're small. We don't have to comment if I find you cute or not. Hi, sweetheart. And a doggy. I like, I like the phrasing of other babies were here. Other like babies. they happened, they stopped by, they swung by for a hang. Some babies came by. Some babies were just here. It happens. Cousins come by. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> You Because anything can be a sweetheart. Because cute, you can be ugly. Not that they were ugly, but like you can be ugly and be cute. Um, But just being from Texas, I'm primed to be like, well, hey there, sugar sugar cube. I almost said sugar foot, which is <laughs> diabetes. Baby diabetes. Sugar foot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Anyways, sweetheart. Folks, folks, today, I guess I should have started with more of a bang. Emily informed me today is our 200th episode. Which I kind of feel like we should have more episodes because we've been doing this show. I mean, we were doing this when we could go to a studio and now... Well, so that's... I mean, let's say we do we do 52 episodes a year. I think you've... Right. You took one week off ever, I think, in the history of doing this show. So that's, let's say, 50 episodes a year. So that's four years. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy. Also, 
I mean, I've been doing a podcast for a long time. It's funny because you look at people that have like podcast empires and it's like, well, they've been doing it forever. But like I started doing a different version of this podcast at a comedy club. I mean, before you even worked for me. So this is like eight years ago. I yeah. should be a lot more famous with my podcast given no. and more adept <laughs> at this given how long I've been doing it. No, because the podcast isn't your career. The podcast is like a fun check-in with people yeah. and we like get up in other people's gossip and we have a nice time each week, but it's not your career. People whose podcasts are empires, that is their career. And the first podcast, the first place we did it, not when it was at Wondery, but way before when it had a different name, was at like a garbage trash network that had like one follower. So it's whatever. We're here now. Well, that was when you were basically doing it as interview practice. Yeah. And look where that got me. And so now we do a format where we don't interview anyone. But I think we're going to start bringing on more people just to give other people from other walks of life, other walks of life, like a crack at questions. Um, but I think it's really cool. The community that we've built. I love that people, the feedback we always get is like, oh, I look forward to this every Wednesday. This is what I do. But while I'm rage screaming in my car before I check in for my shift and we love doing it. It's a real labor of love. And we're just having a great time. And we love answering the questions, keeping it light, keeping it keeping it relevant, keeping it prescient. And we got- No, nice- you want this to be evergreen. You don't want it to be timely. Well, the, advice, the advice is of the moment. It's, you know, we're very woke. <laughs> Folks, we're just here. Uh, Emily, your audio sounds weird to me, but I guess that doesn't matter. Um, Just sounds like a little underwater. But I mean, it doesn't matter because you have your own audio, correct? Yeah. I mean, I separately record my audio. It just doesn't sound as good for the setup you have. It doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that we recorded an entire episode? And this was during the pandemic and I was working from home and I recorded my side. I didn't record my side or I recorded incorrectly or something wasn't turned on. And so... So as to not have to re-record, I listened, I played your side into my headphones and re-recorded my entire hour of oh, the podcast. And then Scott God. stitched them together. And you'll never know what episode that was. I won't. And I was about to be like, wow, that's a really boring story. But it's actually incredibly, <laughs> it speaks to your dedication as an employee. I mean, that's, you didn't come to me like, how do I fix it? You were like, I got this. I'll just do it. <laughs> no, I was like, I'll just re I re-recorded myself wow. asking the questions. I re-recorded, wow. I could hear myself very like faintly. I re-recorded okay. myself. <laughs> that's so, actually you know, incredibly sad, but I thank you for doing it. That's really, <laughs> you sh- we could have redone I, it. I don't, I mean, I rem- I feel like I remember it was like a good episode. I was like, I'm not going to make Eliza redo that. No, <laughs> that is, yeah, you can't. Sometimes you can recreate spontaneity. It's called stand-up comedy. But folks, I know you've got questions. And I know, it's funny, we answered the AIA in the middle, like with such passion, like in my mind, they're hearing it. So they're not. But I like the idea of getting outsider questions where there's no stakes involved, victimless crime, because we don't know the victim. And we got your answers. We got your answers. We got shows coming up. I'll see you guys in like a week or two in New Jersey. And we're pumped. Got new material already going into the edit today to finish the hour. This boat is Ooh. leaving the station. The boat? With the with the same guy? 
Yes, I have one the same great editor. guy edits all your specials. I feel like Jerry. that's cool. Yeah, you gotta yeah. get. You know, and I gotta tell you too. People go for the vanity play of like who directs their special, who edits it. I'm like, get you a seasoned vet and just get someone that will get your coverage. No one's, here's the secret. No one's directing. Like I'm not going to, no one's going to stop me in the middle of a joke I've been polishing for a year to be like, let's hear it with more feeling. So we got our own little industry over here at at Eliza.com and we're pumping them out. (laughs) Pumping out comedy. Folks, let's get to those questions with a new segment we call This Is Not A New Segment. Kick it. <laughs> I was so scared for I know. a minute. I was like, you didn't get my email? <laughs> Hi, AIA crew. I'll jump right in. I'm a 30-year-old female married to my husband for six years with two adorable dogs, and our marriage is amazing. Yes, there's ups and downs. We are always on the same page on issues, and he's literally all I could imagine. I'm an only child of divorced parents and never envisioned myself having kids. I went to grad school after undergrad and could dodge the kid question from family with, no, not now, I'm still in school. My husband was always cool about the topic and understood where I was at. Now that I'm out of school and have a great job, I've started thinking about having kids more and getting more open to the idea and even envisioning a little kiddo of my own. My husband is not- Even envisioning? So you were open to all of it. You're like, and even having my own (laughs) child. Like- (laughs) I guess thinking about not just like in the abstract, but like thinking of a kid being at your house, touching your things. Okay. Well, my husband is not on board with starting a family. He says, I love our life now. I don't see how a kid would work with that since we both work full time. He grew up with two siblings, a stay at home. How else are you supposed to raise a kid? (laughs) And a working dad. And is apprehensive about daycare, nanny, et cetera, since it's not what he experienced. We both make good money and could afford help. Plus, we have supportive families nearby. I agree that I love our life for now with the freedom of time and money. But I see starting a family as a whole new experience that I would like to have with my husband. Can you share your journey of starting a family and how you navigate a decision? Any ideas on how to help us both see how we feel? We've talked about it openly in the past couple of months that my husband is kind and understanding, but also confused. And I'm not totally convinced myself that I want kids. So it's tough. Thank you for your insight. My husband and I saw you in Indianapolis and loved your show. Oh, that show was great. We had a great time in Indy. I, I can't. You I know, would love if one of these times you would say, oh, that show sucked. You guys were the worst. <laughs> um, no, be, I can't. I do have cities in mind that are like that, but it's. <laughs> It's never, the people that are listening are like, I'm a fan. Like, I'm sorry yeah. that those three people came in late after doing blow in the bathroom. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, I feel like we've gotten this question. I feel like I start every show with, I feel like we've gotten this question, but <laughs> we'll get people that are like, that ask about this, about like shedding light. How did you come to the decision? For me, it was never like, do I, don't I? It was like, yeah, later. Of course I'll have a kid. I'll just, you know, or I'll, of course I'll get married one day. And it just, it's not even the timing as much as like that that time in my life will come when it comes. And I, and then of course we were married for a little and then we both were like, all right, let's start trying. And you know, sometimes it's frustrating. And I will say our journey was not as difficult as some, but you know, Mm -hmm. it had its own little ups and downs. I can't tell you what to, I mean, look, I, I think too, people love to be like, why did I do this to my life? If you can have help, it is a game changer. It is difficult. Parenting is difficult. Even though I don't, I have help. Like I spend at least 23 hours a day worrying about my daughter and her future and like school shootings and all of these horrible things. Like I think about it a lot. Folks, 
What I always want to be mindful of is the people listening to this podcast. Like, if you don't have kids, you're just like, I don't want to hear about kids. Like, I never did. I have a kid now, and I don't want to hear about anyone else's kid. This has to be something where the pros outweigh the cons for you, and you both need to be on board. And that's that. And it's you can't look at other people's kids because those kids might be nightmares. And you're like, this is going to be awful, you know? It could be awful. It could be great. But overwhelmingly, it is great. And that's why people keep doing it. And unfortunately, it is one of those things where if you want it, you got to start thinking about it simply because you're a woman um, with eggs and a timer. Uh, But to say like, I love our life now, the whole point of life is to evolve and grow. You don't have to do that with kids, but like, you don't have to do it with kids, but like maybe it's moving somewhere, buying a home, getting a better job, you know? If if you're really thinking about it, you got to have like a real come to Jesus with him. Well, here's the problem. She never envisioned herself having kids. It was clear that they both were not going right. to have kids. Yeah, that's tough. And now she's saying, I actually want kids. And he's, as she says, confused. Kind and understanding, but confused. So I mean, they had agreed. Not, yeah. And that might be a deal, deal breaker. Because I'm always like, you know, you got to, going into it, you know, you both got to be on the same page, but you are allowed to, I mean, those. this is a long time you've been together. You're allowed to change yeah. your mind. You're allowed to evolve. This is the thing. This is why it's so difficult when young women are like, and I definitely don't want kids. You don't want to undermine what that girl is saying because you don't want to be the woman that's like, just you wait. Because yeah, some people don't. But it is very common when you're younger to be like, I'm going to want this tattoo forever. I'm going to want this person forever. I'm going to want this forever. My heart will be broken forever. I'll never get another shot at love. I'll never want kids you are not the same person five years later. You are not the same person 10 years later. So it's tough because you want to be on the same page, but also give room for growth. Hopefully the idea is that you're with someone that is growing in that same direction. Right. Your 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 husband is allowed to not want kids. Yeah. And I do wonder, it sounds like it's because he doesn't want there to be a daycare. Like, could he be a stay-at-home dad? Could your salary oh, cover I both of you? What guy what is like- all- I don't want kids unless I can be full-time stay-at-home. The daycare thing, that's a little rose-tinted glasses. Like, by the way, you could have a nanny. And and daycare doesn't well, come until so way later. he's apprehensive about- but that's, um, but that's silly. That's silly because- Right, so it's like, is is does he not want kids because of these kind of like weird reasons? Here's or, what you do. Are those what yeah. he's saying because he doesn't want kids and he needs, he's scrambling for some sort of excuse? Yeah, that's a weird reason. Um, it'd be one thing if you're like, I have a genetic defect. I don't want to pass it on to my kid, but like, I don't want him to go to daycare. Like, okay, then don't pick something else. And if you can afford a nanny, great. Or maybe a nanny watches two kids. The good thing about daycare is that your kid starts to socialize. I was afraid. I was like, I hope Sierra's not weird, but you know, she's seven months old. So you don't have to deal with that till way later. You're probably going to want your kid to go to daycare by then. Here's what you do. Go to a dog farm, pick up dogs, have him hold a dog. We have two dogs. Go to another dog farm. Pick up small dog. Let's pick up small dog. And when he's like, oh my God, this this dog's angel baby go. Now imagine this with less hair voiding its bowels. Do you want a baby? All right, can I say one thing yesterday? I put Sierra in a bathing suit yesterday and it snapped at the crotch. And she had no diaper on. And I guess I didn't snap it well enough. So like all the tension was on one snap and I was holding her and this, it just the, her crotch just burst open and her <laughs> vagina was just out. 
And it's just the idea of like a vagina just busting through. I, I was so worried because at first when you said snap, I thought you meant like when you pull a rubber band and no. you snapped the bathing suit on her crotch. No, and I was her like, crotch is fine. no. Just funny, okay. that, like the idea of like, it can't control me. <laughs> and it's just this fresh pink thing. Anyway. God, did you get it? Did you get her buttoned back up? After I took a picture and sent it to my mom. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, look, I can only tell you I'm having the best time and it is so fun to think about kid things. And I understand that people are exhausted by it. And if, especially if you don't have the money for it. But if you're thinking about having kids, try to get your husband on board. I hate to say this might or, not be the guy for you. I bet he is on board because his reasoning seems flimsy. What about well, or again, he just doesn't want kids and he's coming up with anything because he doesn't know how to justify it. So yeah, you need to have a conversation with him and figure out, does he not want kids? Do you want kids? I'll like, tell you what. You want a way for us to tell you if you want kids or not? We can't. You have to decide. Yeah. If, ro- if roles were reversed, he'd be like, you as the woman with the tiny brain need to give me concrete, logical examples as to why. And as a girl, we're just like, oh, he doesn't feel like it. So- Drill it down and be like, I need to know why. Treat him like a man. Do that like very black and white guy logic. Be like, why? A plus B equals C. And in expressing that, he'll be like, I guess I'm just scared that some gross dude's going to have sex with my baby girl. And you'll be like, well, we had sex. So don't worry about it. Kick it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. 
There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. My dad and I are not getting along at the moment. I'm female, 16, and in college. A baby writing in with the baby thumbs. Wait, what? 16. In college. Well, you know why you're not getting along? Because you're too smart for your own good. (laughs) (laughs) I still have to live with him and be around him, though. My mom lives across the country, and I cannot live with her. My dad, he's a problematic man. He likes a problematic man online. Uh, if you want to give him more of a platform. It's a man I've never heard of, so I'm not even going to say his name. A bad man who is an accused rapist, accused human trafficker, blatant misogynist. My dad defends him, and he actively continues to like him. I'm at a community college right now, but hopefully I'll be transferring out of state in the next year and a half. How do I survive the next year and a half? I want to live with him in peace, but it's difficult to live with a person with abhorrent views. Also, my dad is 56, so maybe the age gap is why we argue. He's from a different time, LOL. I mean, if anything, you should be upset that your dad is following like an unoriginal podcaster. Like, oh, cool, a, a meathead. Po- I don't think he's a podcaster. I oh. think he's a TikToker. Oh, I thought he was <laughs> but a podcaster. But it sounds like he's... <laughs> First no. of all, your dad's 56. Athlete. Your dad's 56. He shouldn't be following a TikToker. Second of all, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Can you sit down with your dad and be like, why this guy hates women and I'm a woman that lives with you? Can you see why this might be offensive? (laughs) Oh my God. This man is disgusting. Okay, so he also thinks rape victims must, quote, bear responsibility for their attacks. And he dates women aged 18 or 19 because he can, quote, make an imprint on them, according to videos posted online. So imagine being the daughter of a guy who is listening to these disgusting views on women. I can't actually. And I, you almost want to lie to your dad and be like, hey, and like make up a guy that sounds like him. Be like, I'm dating this guy. I doubt he would be. It's okay because it's not his daughter. Your dad seems dumb. It's crazy to me that you're in college at 16, but maybe it's like a Matilda situation where the parents were idiots and the, and the daughter's a brilliant child. Maybe the mom's a genius and that's why she's across the country. Men who are attracted uh, mentally to men who are deeply stupid and misogynist um, typically have their own issues they're going through and they feel inept. I doubt you being in college at 16 makes him feel any better. If yeah. you can't have a come to Jesus with him, I think you just got to sustain and maintain and 
and just yeah. ignore it and maybe just treat him like a child. Be like, that's really sad that you, you know, it's tough because anything you say sounds like an annoying woman. Like you're immature. Men don't respond to being called immature. They don't care. They don't respond to being called sad. You can say something to him like, "I, you're my dad and I thought you were better than that. Like, this feels like you hate me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if you've already tried to have those conversations and you just want to get through the next year and a half, you could just be like, look, I, I'm not going to talk about that, man. Uh, we can't talk about, we can talk about anything else. That is not our dinner table conversation. If you make it, you can just be like, yeah, I, I don't talk about it. You can be like, dad, I expected better from you. And shame yeah. him. Men respond really well to shame or he'll go on a shooting <laughs> rampage, but I'm sorry. Can you get a part-time job and an apartment with someone else? I mean, the fact wonder- that this person is in doing college at 16, it sounds like when she turns 18, she can go to an out-of-state school and like start like she just has to get through. I feel like, can you and your dad sit down and watch like a cute, like I feel like your dad is lost. Like that's what like young 20-year-old guys, like that's the kind of, when- when men start worshiping other men online who like their whole angles that they hate women, like that's creepy. And so you can try to turn your dad, but I, yeah, I don't know how to, you might just have to be like, we can't talk about it in the house because it makes me hate you. Yeah. <laughs> or just be like, hey dad, I'm dating a rapist. Are you cool with that? Like, are you, uh, he I only mean, dates 15 year olds. Is that cool? Tell right, your dad I mean, your boyfriend's 23. I don't know. I can't tell if this is like a, it sounds like it's not a dangerous situation, but no, but I don't it, know. Mm, I understand wanting to be careful and maybe you can kind of dig into it more with him when you are living somewhere else rather than listen, relying listen. on him for shelter sometimes, food. No, sometimes you got to get into these conversations. I don't, I'm not saying your dad's dangerous. I'm saying these types of people are, but your dad could just be not the brightest. We were in Texas and we stopped in a small town to get coffee and there was an older man in the coffee shop and it was almost like a tortoise in his shell. Like you could tell like this was his home. This is where he gets coffee and they all had their own mugs and you could tell it's where him and a bunch of good old boys would meet up and like have coded discussions about race. Um, And I was wearing my apologize to the Dixie chick shirt. It doesn't say Dixie because you can't say Dixie. So it just says apologize to the chicks, which kind of people like, what the fuck does that mean? But it was an apologize Uh to the chick shirt. And he asked me what it meant. Now, I think a lot of people go through life with bumper stickers and resin pins and these like hard messages, but are very unwilling to have the conversations. But I wore that shirt in Texas deliberately because I think the way the Dixie chicks was treated was abhorrent. And he said, what does that mean? And we started talking and he's an older man, you know, run of the mill, borderline racist, conservative, whatever, but a really nice man and super civil. And I explained to him, I explained to him, you know, when the Dixie Chicks went to England and they said something about George Bush, how they were like threatened. And he was like, well, you know, you can't, you can't go abroad and do that. You know, you got to stand by your country or something like that. And I said, yeah, I hear that. I kind of draw the line at like people threatening to like murder and rape a woman for her opinion. And you saw him like sit back because it's 11 a.m. and I'm saying the word rape. And (laughs) my point is I was willing to go there because I was unashamed and I was willing to be like, you know, this isn't just about some like homegrown country singer who said something about the president or hurt your feelings. And I'm like, she said something and people's threats were way out of bounds. And when I said rape, I saw him back up and I saw, and he went, yeah, well, you know, that's not okay. 
So I was willing to take that conversation there. And sometimes people don't realize the effects of the things that they like and they don't realize how horrible these things can be. So for your dad, it might just be, this guy says a couple funny things. You know, these girls sounded annoying. But if you want to go there and you want to get some of those gritty facts and you want to cite some really gritty human, I mean, you're 16, you shouldn't have to fucking do this, but sometimes going to the mat on something shakes someone out of, I guess they're haze. Because this guy's like, well, she said something made Texas look bad. I'm like, yep. And people wanted to murder her and rape her for an opinion. Is that okay? Right. It's, it's really interesting. The people who are so worried about free speech are are so like, yeah, only certain free speech. Like, I want to be able to say something horrible, but everyone else should not offend our yeah. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe cite a couple of quotes. Maybe it's... You know, if you want to get into some rape statistics or something or ask him, be like, dad, if somebody dated me at 18 and like raped me, like, would you be okay with that? Ask him. I feel, yep, I feel down like and dirty. hearing the word rape a hundred times on this podcast feels Sorry. right for our 200th episode. I was just I thinking. Like every episode is either, the, every question is either weddings or like, Somebody's married to like a rapist, a rapist abuser. I don't think we say rape leave. that much, but I will say this is not a very fun 200th. And as I was giving that answer, <laughs> I was like, maybe we'll just celebrate the 500th. <laughs> Anyways, you got two I, You got two options. You can either meet your dad, go toe to toe and see who comes out or sustain, maintain, deflect and get the fuck out of there. No one will judge you for the latter, by the way. I, it's nice to change hearts and minds, but you yeah. doing what you need to do yeah. to get through the next two underage Make years your of your life. No, like, for sure. Uh, no, nobody's nobody's going to look at your dad and be like, why didn't you stop this? So it, it's really up to your comfort level. Just know we're always here. We're always here. The podcast episodes are always here. And there's plenty of people out there who are on your side. Yeah. Get into college. And you know what? You know what you should read? Actually, little girl writing this or boy, unclear, or they, them. 16, that's not little. Yes, little baby with little baby hands. Read Educated because it deals with a girl who is smart beyond her years and had deeply ignorant parents. And like she ended up going to Harvard and she wrote this great book. Mm -hmm. Read Educated. That is your situation. Read it. Then watch Matilda. Then watch Matilda, for sure. Way to get it in there. Kick it. Find your Miss Honey. (laughs) Oh, Oh, we all Why didn't Miss Honey come rescue me? I, just because you want to have a lesbian relationship with a hot teacher. <laughs> Miss Honey. Right. And then she rolls, remember at the end, she rolls up the carpet and they do cartwheels around the house. And I was like, nobody's rolling up the carpets at my house. Remember at the end when the state didn't intervene and was like, you can't just give your kid to another kid because you're a bunch of grifters. All right, next question. <laughs> Hi, Liza and Emily. I'm seeking your advice on a professional wardrobe. For context, I am 32 and female. I have zero business, casual, or professional-looking outfits. Me neither. I accepted an opportunity to attend a national conference this fall for public health. Some research I've been working on will be presented. Wow. I've worked in this field for over a decade. I want to look on the outside as confident and competent as I feel on the inside. I want to look sharp. What are your observations about professional attire? What looks good or better yet? What looks bad? Thank you so much. P.S. My toddler loves the intro song so much. She has listened to it every Wednesday since 2018 when she was a teeny weeny baby. Because she got good taste. She loves when you're like, help me. Babies love distress. Like anything (laughs) awful, my daughter's always like, (laughs) 
Um, okay. Professional business look, casual attire. I don't know why you're asking me because I don't live in a professional world. Here's what you do. Because you, do, it, I guess the, you want to look great. You don't want to blend in. So you don't want to just wear like basic, like off gray business slacks and a tucked in like government shirt. Get a right. budget, be willing to spend some money because you can also keep these things forever. Like a nice pair of slacks, a nice button down shirt. I would go to a store like Theory um, and I would go to the store and have someone help you pick it out. You can go to a Nordstrom because they have so many different sections or like a Bloomingdale's. Have someone help you and look sharp. You want to be appropriate. Like you don't want stuff busting out unless you've got just like a big busty body. But you got to just try on some things and see what you like. I can't tell you what it is. Uh, business casual tends to be a little bit more covered up. Nothing wrong with showing your arms. This isn't fucking Sharia law. Um, but you want to, and you want it well tailored. You want it, you want to wear it. You don't want it to wear you. I think that's the most important part. If you're going to spend the money somewhere, spend it on the tailoring. You're better off yeah. with a like, quote unquote, cheaper outfit that fits you very well than an expensive outfit that hangs or is too tight or something. Like you want to get it early enough that you have the time to go get it fit to you. And it's, yeah, tailoring, that is the big secret. Nothing, most things aren't going to fit you off the rack. Buy it, even buy a size up, then you have some real room. I do that all the time. I, you also have to figure out what you feel most powerful in, not mm -hmm. sexy. I mean, unless mm -hmm. that's your thing. I love a high-waisted pant. I love it. I would love it if it was a dress that makes me feel powerful. And sometimes it is. I love feeling tall and I love feeling lean. So for me, it's a high-waisted, very Catherine Hepburn look. I hate wearing blazers. Um, you got to go. I would just try on some things. Just take an hour and then you'll see. Wear a nice color that pops. I would avoid any neutral government-issued blues or light grays and just yeah, and, if and you chic go, accessories. You don't want big costume jewelry. That's at least, yeah. at least I don't. Right. I mean, and if, yeah, if you want to go, I you could do like black suit with pop a color shirt, like, but, but I think mm. people don't know, like celebrities, like you, Eliza, you have incredible high-waisted pants and several of your specials, those are tailored to you. Exactly. Like you didn't just buy those no. off the rack and, and by the slip way, them on. Tailoring is so inexpensive. So just go to your dry really cleaner. Is. Also, this is like my hack, jewelry polish, whatever you're wearing, gold, diamond, silver, polish it. So it shines. Nobody wants to look at your like crusty wedding band. Nobody wants to look at dull gold hoops. It will elevate it at echelons. Yeah. Shine your jewelry. Nice manicure. Nice clean manicure. Oh, nice nails. You can yeah. always look simple and refined and clean and preppy. I will take that any day over a loud color that could go wrong. You want to look smart and sharp. You want to look- yes. Refined. You want to look bred well, as my mom oh would boy. say. You do. You want to look like you went to a nice school and you had a nice horse. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. 
Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course, you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in-depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. A-I-T-A on A-I-A. A-I-T-A for posting birthday pictures the day of my best friend's engagement. This was submitted by a fan who said it would be a perfect fit, and I agree. So we always take, this is for the 200th episode especially perfect. Selfishness at birthday and, and weddings. This is us. I, 21 female, just turned 21 on the third of this month. And my best friend, 23 female, got proposed to the same day. I was, am, absolutely overjoyed for her as she has deserved this for such a long time and finally has her dream man. I do want to just flag this person. She's deserved this for such a long time. This person's 23 that just got engaged. Finally, finally, she won't (laughs) die alone at 23. Your life can end. Yes, she made it. As you know, turning 21 is a big deal, or at least it is for a lot of people I know, including my BSF. I Wait, assume that's my best friend. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. I turned 21 on a ship. I was on semester at sea. Mm-hmm. My 21st birthday was spent <laughs> drunk, crying, eating like Indian brand Cheetos off the floor because I couldn't find the Colombian guy that I thought was hot because I wanted to have sex with him. So where, I just where? ate chips and cried. <laughs> Don't worry, we did have sex eventually. Just not that night. What? Why why weren't the Cheetos American? Because we were at sea. We were like crossing the ocean. Like you just had snacks from I think we had just gone to India or something. So like random chips that were like really spicy. And I was just eating them in my in my room, drunk crying. I don't know. But it was great. It was a good birthday. It was just I remember that in particular is very funny to me. Like, where is now, he? Now, was this at midnight when you turned 20, like, after you, right after 
midnight when you turn 21 or the the next night? I don't know. We would have like happy hour on the ship, but you were only allowed to buy two cups of wine at once. And of course, people smuggled alcohol on. And of course, you're just like housing this rosé, this warm rosé in the middle of the ocean. Anyway, it's really an unrelatable experience, but every girl's had that thing where you're like, have a guy that you want to sleep with and or that you think is cute. Anyways, all's well that ends well. It ended okay. I'm okay now. You are. Okay, long story short, she shared the big news with me the afternoon of my birthday, and I simply cried with joy. They took professional pictures and everything and were going to upload them to her Instagram. Well, I took professional pictures for my birthday too and wanted to post them as well. We talked about the news over the phone and I brought up how I couldn't wait to see the photos and mentioned I got pictures of my special day too and couldn't wait to post them. Her tone of voice completely changed and she asked me not to post the pictures. (gasps) I asked her why is it's my 21st birthday and she said this should be her day and I shouldn't be intentionally trying to take the attention off her engagement. I was really confused but told her I was going to post them anyway because it's still my birthday and it's a big deal to me. I told her it would be selfish if I asked her not to post her pictures but she said her engagement was more important because I have other birthdays to celebrate and I shouldn't be selfish and just let her have her moment. I hung up the phone and posted my pictures and she blew up my text messages about how much of a horrible best friend I was to do that to her on such a big day for her. feel awful days later and wonder if I should have just not posted them at all. So, AITA, here's why you should not be getting married that young. Girls are out of their fucking mind and selfish and your priorities are so out of whack. It isn't as if you posted your birthday pictures on her feed. She still has control of her feed. You shouldn't have even asked. And the fact that well, she, she didn't ask, she just said like, "Oh, you're posting your engagement photo- photos." Oh, I see. Sorry. I'm posting my professionally taken birthday photos. I have some problems with both of these women. I honestly. do too because it's weird that you took those professional photos. It's weird that you felt the need. God, you're both wrong. I it's tough. It's tough because okay, the 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 friend who got engaged, clearly today the birthday is not the day she got engaged because she got professional photos taken. Yes. So she was engaged days ago, yes. weeks ago. So Good call. it's weird that she has to post them this day. Clearly the photos just got like emailed to her yeah, by the just photographer. She could have moved her post if she was worried. Um, that's crazy of her. If she has a problem, she could have moved her post. So NTA, not the asshole in that regard, but you got a professional photo shoot done for to celebrate your 21st birthday. That's, that's a level of thinking that's like a little nutso to me. To I don't think she I'm, did. I'm wondering if there's other I don't think, stuff going on. Something's weird. I Like, are you dying? I don't think you did. No. I think, like, hold on. I think she's lying. That's, I'll take my own take. So Y T L, you are, you're Y A L, you what? are lying. The girl who got engaged for sure got professional pictures, which is like its own thing that I would never do. That's just one. And she's like, hey, we got pictures. I don't think 21st birthday girl got professional pictures. I think she had photos from it. And she, not wanting to be outshined because this is what dumb 21-year-old girls do, is like, oh, I also have pictures. The fact that she went tit for tat, her friend's like, I got engaged, we have pictures. And then she was like, oh, I have great pictures of my thing too. Means you were worried about being outshined on your 21st birthday, but your friend saying don't post them is shitty. So you're both competitive and worried about being outshined when the truth is it doesn't matter. It's your own feed and people can compartmentalize many things. 
Right. Well, so the 21-year-old said, well, I took professional pictures for my birthday too and wanted to post them as well. Let's say that she did. I think the problem is this is a group of friends that takes professional pictures (laughs) when they're under 25. And so they are... There's so much happening here that that is just like the the honestly the engaged one is wrong because she if they know each other she yeah. should have known that her friend was going to take 21st birthday pictures that it was her friend's 21st birthday and that she could post her engagement any other day since yeah. it's not the day of her engagement. This happens this happens where it's like how do I have my moment because as women were sold the idea that like you only get a couple moments to yourself make your own moments you have your own Instagram feed nobody in the world is looking at one Instagram feed and being like wow something big happened I couldn't possibly take in any more information on anyone else's feed the two have nothing to do with each other you guys are way too immature you're both awful and the wedding friend is only going to get worse. You probably won't even be invited to the wedding. And she's going to ask you to like gain 15 pounds and lean out or something weird, lift more, eat less. Who knows? But this, you want to be friends in a year. So who fucking cares? You're both awful. Yeah. Th- this group is clearly. Um, uh, and you know what? It gives women a bad rap because men don't ask this. They're like, hey, bro, it's a special day. If you could just dim your light. So never be friends with someone who asks you to dim any of your light. That girl should have been, you know what? The friend who's getting married should have been like, I'm getting married. Nothing could take this away from me. Big fucking deal. Let people do their own thing. What? That's so gross. Sometimes. It really is. The problem is, is that it's gross from all sides. So it's like, I want to call you the asshole just because I think you're gross. But... (laughs) I, again, no, the engaged one is worse. The engaged one is worse than the 20. I, I just think people are lying. Um, all right, let's, uh, that's, that's our answer is that you're both assholes. I, you know what? I have a friend, I guess I'm not proud of this either, but I remember my early 20s, I had a friend <laughs> that I'd been friends with for a very long time. Yeah. And I, I look back at it and sometimes I'm like, am I the asshole? I remember she got engaged And I remember I was really happy for her. And I was like, oh my God, that's so great. And then at some point, whatever his name was, Steve, I was like, hey, if Steve has any like nice Jewish friends, not that I had to date a Jewish guy, but I think I asked that because I knew they were both Jewish. And I was like, whatever. I was like, that's all I said. I texted. If he has any nice Jewish friends, let me know. And she wrote something back like, don't know what to tell you. Try online dating. Like I remember her response. I know that made it into Forever 31. Because- I don't remember exactly what she said, but I remember the response could have just been like, oh, let me ask or let me think just the simplest right. fuck you. And instead it was like, don't now it could have been like, oh, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe I'm like, it was so, it felt so. And particularly at that age where you're sold this narrative that like you need to find love soon as evident from yeah. a lot of our questions. It was right. so like, I got mine. Good luck, not rotting that I, I was so hurt by it that I opted not to go to her wedding and I booked a gig instead. And she was like, you're not coming? And I was just like, yeah, maybe I should have gone anyway. Like maybe it was, I misinterpreted it. But at that age, I don't think your brain is formed enough to like fully understand like your own power. Your journey has nothing to do with theirs. And people are so busy telling girls like, well, she exists, therefore you can't. And you're just trying to figure it out. So, uh, I don't know if I was the asshole. I'm pretty sure I wasn't. But I do think about that friend from time to time. Did you ever see them basically after that? No, that was it. 
Mm. All right. Well, uh, I will say I just looked to check where you can watch Forever 31. It's on Apple TV. Oh, cool. Yeah. Check out my old TV show that I wrote. Forever 31. I love that show. I, I think it was too. so good. Corinne was such a great director. Like that was a, or sh- was she the showrunner? On, she was a showrunner on that. And, I, and the, did she direct? I don't know, but she was great. That was a great show. Yeah. For another, another false start in the career, but a great show. Forever 31. Yeah. Check it out it on Apple good. TV. Someone's making some, someone's I, I making money off that. I remember so distinctly the, the actress delivering that line. Like, I don't know what to tell you, babe. Like, I just remember, I remember like Forgot being behind that. the camera and watching it. I just. Wow, it must have so. really affected me because I'm still talking about it at 39. Anyways, we only <laughs> hired hot dudes and it's a fun show. Yeah. Maybe if enough people watch it, they'll be like, hey, there's something there. We should give her the show back now that she's, <laughs> now a decade later. If enough people watch it, we could see if you get a check that's like for 49 cents or something. You guys, do you want me to get 49 cents or not? Do you want me to get a check for $30 <laughs> from a network or not? Come on, podcast, go to work. I don't think I get residuals from that. I'm sure I signed it all away. Probably not. Okay. Probably. Hey, a crew. I'm coming to you with a roommate question. I, 27 female, have been living with my roommate, 27 male, for two and a half years. We oh, love each other. During COVID, oh, yeah. he started dating a girl who I became good friends with as I'm immunocompromised and my bubble was extremely limited. We even started hanging out, just the two of us. My roommate and his girlfriend broke up amicably after seven months and both told me that they wanted me and her to stay friends. I decided to give her a That's bit of weird. space post-breakup. That he's like, oh, but I need you to stay friends with her. I need you to. I think it's weird that this person was like, oh, you want to stay friends? I'm going to give you space. But okay. months later, I ran into her and we decided to catch up over drinks as my roommate had previously said he was okay with us hanging out. I find out she hasn't been able to make many friends after moving into the city to be closer to my roommate right before they broke up. So I invite her to hang out with my friends the following week. A few days later, my roommate finds out that we met up twice and is furious that I, one, didn't tell him we were hanging out, and two, have started to incorporate her into my social circle, saying he's changed his mind and he doesn't like me hanging out with her. Well, too bad. Is this a reasonable request for him to make? Is it weird for me to stay friends with my roommate's ex? I know that my roommate introduced us, but is it really his business who I hang out with? The ex got along with my friends really well and wants to hang out again, but doesn't want to cause conflict between my roommate and I, and I'm not sure what to do. Anyway, I bought tickets to your Baltimore show before COVID and held on to them for over two years, but unfortunately wasn't able to make it to the show, hoping to see you in Pennsylvania in a few months. Thanks for making me laugh while I walk my dog every week. Yeah, well, we canceled that show, so see you in New Jersey. (laughs) Folks, if you look at the amount of shows that I have personally canceled versus the amount that other people cancel, I think I've canceled like two. (laughs) So we won't be doing Reading, but I will be in New Jersey. And um, Okay. Sorry, I missed you in Hanover, Maryland. Um, I feel like he's got to get over it. You said it was amicable. He can't. It, it, this was months ago. Yeah, he's got to he, get over they it. They broke up. Nobody cares. Clearly, he broke up with her since she moved there to be with him. And Unless, your roommates. Wait. Is what? there the version where she's like, how do I warm my way back in? I would say maybe for the first bit when you hang out with her, like don't have her to your home. Yes. Don't bring her on your roommate. I think that's, I that's think it's fair. reasonable for him to say like, hey, I'd rather she not be here when I'm here. Yeah. You know, but but for him to say, I don't want you incorporating her into your social circle when she has no friends is so controlling and crazy. Something's going on and you need to get to, I don't even know if you need to get to the bottom of it. It's just maybe don't, that's fair. Like she doesn't need to come to your house. Is he in your friend group? Can you just go, especially if it's like a bunch of girls, like can you guys Sounds just- Sounds like no. So 
just don't talk about it anymore. And he like, that's weird. He's like, it said it was cool. It's like, but then you didn't ask, look, we're all adults here. And, and, and I don't think you're going to be that close with her. They broke up also, seven months ago. Or even ago. if you are. No, they dated for seven months. And then she reached out to this girl or she ran into this girl a few months after the breakup. Did you run into her or did that girl strategically place herself because she knew where you were going to be? I don't think so. I mean, and I feel like you'll be able to find that out pretty fast if she's always like, can I come over? Can I come over? But it sounds like she just wants friends. Yeah, it sounds like she wants friends. If she moved there for him, that was really dumb of her, but okay. Uh, she wants friends. Let her have some friends. This doesn't impede this man's ability to like go out and date people. Be like, I just won't bring her to the house. And that girl seems also, to get it too. He, you were nice in when you're immunocompromised during the height of COVID, you let him have his girlfriend over to the house. Why and so are you, you became friends with her. Find another roommate or move in well, with that girl. I mean, also, whatever. Yeah. But, but he put her into your orbit and he can't take her back out. No. No, and he said it was fine. And unless you talk to him and he's like, look, she here's the insane thing she did. Like, it just sounds like a normal breakup. So yeah. he has to get over it. You don't get to control everything. Move the fuck on, date someone else that you can become friends with. Find out if he has a reason. If his reason is like, look, she sent me a lock of her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise- Or just live your life and he'll get over it. Just, you know what? No, he doesn't get to control everything. The world isn't, unless there's something we're missing, fucking get over it. Tough titty. Okay, you don't get to control the outcome of everything. So fucking go live your life. <laughs> All right, you piece of shit. <laughs> this I'm, is like what so people personal. tune in for 200 episodes for is to be called a piece of shit. No, not him, the not the person, the guy, not the right the okay. writer of the question who secretly we is the dude know. masquerading as the friend. There's a whole lot of arbitrage, espionage, French collage. <laughs> Dear Eliza and Emily. Okay. How do we tell our families we don't plan on coming home for the holidays? I, 30 female, and my husband, 30 male, are moving at the end of October from the West Coast to the East Coast. We found a city we love with affordable housing and a lot of career opportunities. Where is it? (laughs) Name, name. Pittsburgh? Is it Pittsburgh? No, don't tell us that everyone will move there. Yeah. You know, a lot of career opportunities in our industries, which will set us up for a better future. Our families are both really into holidays are and are inflexible with changes to tradition. Ew. Any changes to plans creates conflict. The yeah. holidays have yeah. become something I dread. Yeah. I work in an industry where 40% of our income comes from work in November and December. She's like, I'm a female get- Santa Claus impersonator who also has sex with her clients. Both my husband and I do it. So the holidays so are I- important. <laughs> I only get the day of Thanksgiving and Christmas off and work tons of overtime. This means I have to cram all the holiday prep work into a few Sundays I have off. I've explained this to both sets of families and their response is to tell us how busy they are during the holidays. Our families are so into the holidays that when we announced our moving day back in April, one of the first questions they asked was if we are coming home for the holidays. We told them maybe because we hadn't made up our minds. We are planning on buying a house in our new city and starting a family. Even if we could get the time off to travel, we wouldn't want to go because we want to save as much money as we can for our baby fund. It's unlikely for our families to travel to us for the holidays since our siblings both have given birth in the last year, Mm. and we would never expect anyone with babies to travel to us. I should note that neither family was excited for our move, and my family tried to convince us to stay. I want to tell my family our plans before the move and explain why it doesn't align with our priorities. And I think this will be hurtful and not helpful. How do we tell them that we don't plan on coming home for the holidays without making them think we don't care about their feelings? Should we wait until after we move? Should we tell them one holiday at a time? 
Can't they listen to this podcast? Please, will they listen to this podcast? Um, first Please. of all, you going home for the, even if you could afford it, I would never recommend travel during holiday season. It's bad enough as it is right now. And it's a thousand degrees. So I don't know why anyone's going anywhere. Um, you'll definitely lose your luggage and your life and your lunch. So focus on you. Focus on the move. And when you get there a couple weeks out, so it's not like a total shock, be like, we don't think we're going to be able to do it. You know, and we regret it. They will get over it. And you might say, you know what? A little support from you guys would be nice. This is scary. This is a big move. This is us planning our future. What We'd love to zoom in. No one wants to do that. Like Christmas morning. We're so sad. Can you, I don't, I'm interested to know what you do, but like a lot of people don't do Thanksgiving and then they just do Christmas. Is that a version? Yeah, but- Okay. What? The problem is this woman is only off that one day. So she would have to take travel time off during the time of year where she makes 40% of her income. I don't think it's worth it. I think they it's need not. to be like, look, here's what we'll do, what do, do after we've saved for a year. We will celebrate some other, we will fly to you during the non-busy season and celebrate like Easter or but something You don't even have you. to do all, like it is so black and white and simple. You do the move and then you just call or send an email. I would just call and be like, hey, we're more bummed, but financially this may like, this is the most responsible thing, which is what parents always want. And then it kind of doesn't matter what they have to say about it because it's, you're not True. on the fence and it's all about break. Just yeah. say it, just break it to them. And, and, and you could just be like, we were really hoping for your support. They're just going to be acting out of sadness because they want you there and they want their traditions and be like, we'd love to come visit you guys in the spring. We want to get situated or have you out there. We respect that, that you guys can't come to us of course, we would love to have you because of the kids. So we'll circle back with you in the spring. They'll get it. And if they don't, then you just hang up the phone. <laughs> Be like, I will talk to this you when is, you're ready. This is the perfect time to start your own new traditions that work with your own schedules. Like this is it. Make a clean break, start your own traditions. And if it works out for you in the future to be involved in there is great. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you need to I guess I just live in a family where I'm like, hey, here's what it is. My family always understands. Like, of course you have to work. Of course you have to do this. It's not like you're like, we're taking time off to go get matching face tattoos and enter a jello wrestling contest. You're saying like, we're taking time off to save for our future and our family and make money. It's one holiday. You'll zoom in. Nobody wants that. Send a gift. Be like, we expect your support and I expect you to FedEx or DHL overnight gifts. Ship station those gifts to me. Are they sponsors now? I am a 38-year-old woman born in 1983. A 29-year-old told me today that two spaces after period is incorrect, and it was something that was done when there were typewriters. Apparently, you should only put one space after a period. This blows my mind. I've always known it as two spaces, which is correct. Emily, Eliza, Noah, do you do it? No, you haven't. It's supposed to be one space. What are you talking about? That was a thing, and I'll see it sometimes in writing from certain people. It, the the proper thing 30 years ago was two spaces after a period. That was agreed upon. When I was okay, when I was coming easy. up, fucking relax. When I was coming up, we were allowed to do one, but two was also accepted. But right. I think now it's just one. But you'll see two. No one's gonna get on you for doing two. Okay, but you, you can need do to one. take a deep breath. <laughs> Number one. Number two. I've, I submitted this question. Uh, I've never known. I'm very young and and 39. Mm -hmm. I've never known the two spaces. It's always been a space. It's always looked weird to me if there's two. I've never even thought this was a thing until just now. So I would let that go before you start to look really old and become part of the furniture. Let, let it, Of all the battles to pick, this isn't the one. You can pick other things like fighting for grammar 
and for decency. But two spaces is egregious and it wastes paper. And maybe back then when they had more trees and and then it was okay. But now it's not okay. Probably more trees now, to be honest. Or if you're doing an essay that needs to be a certain number of characters and or oh, pages. Oh, then you got to Double space. You got a double space, a huge thick font, whatever, Helvetica thick, Set bold. that margin at like 1.25. Set that margin at 1.25. 1. 1. 1.25. And, and, and blow out every contraction. spacing. Can't becomes cannot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you gotta load up that paper with a bunch of bullshit. To get uh, it. You know, making a period bolded in a slightly bigger font adds pages without being recognizable. Yeah, you're saving yourself words. This is now just ways. This is to just how cheat. to. This is how to get a D plus and not totally <laughs> submarine your career. All right, I think it's okay. Uh, Trap of the uh, Trap of the cup. Yep. It's the top with a cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is during Pilates. Is the top? Yeah. Because okay. my bottom's a, something I really want to be clear about. Okay. So my bottom of the cob is getting sunscreen in your eye because it's on your hand. Um, my top of the cob is I was doing Pilates and I forgot. She said the name of the muscle, but I felt stretching in between my ribs. Oh. And it felt like... Like almost like somebody had infused my muscle, my musculoskeletal system with like cold water. Like it was a unique, like it opened up in a way. It was just, it was a, an interesting that was feeling. Good. Yeah, it was like oh cool. There's like blood getting to that. It was like something that I had never stretched before, and it was it didn't hurt. It was just a unique feeling. Like it's kind of like when you eat a really minty mint, and you're like oh five gum. It was like five gum for my rib cage. There's like, right. there's a name for those little muscles in between <laughs> your ribs. Anyway, those are also the tastes. So you're part. finally like accessing those on purpose. I'm accessing the tiniest muscles that have been lying dormant. Now we're kicking mm-hmm. them into high gear. I'm mm-hmm. tiny, tiny shredded muscles. <laughs> Look at my body. It looks like water rippling. Skin water. Yeah. Skin water. Go ahead. Okay. My top of the cob, I decided to do a 200 episode Top of the cob um, related to this podcast, which is most of the DMs I get are from not my friends or fans of my podcast, except for like several men that are like, please introduce me to actress that you have on podcast. Give me their email. But this podcast is most of the DMs that I get slash just fans of you in general. But uh, for the most part, so nice. Just Always have info on things I can I can be doing. Like if I post about a toilet overflow, people yeah. are like, here's what you do. Uh, and I was thinking about this because someone reached out to tell me that I could get the Wild Bill's Root Beer online for a discount, Whoa. a sampler pack, uh, and sent me the link, which I had not come across myself. And so I got it. So I now have that cup, that refillable cup and some of the root beer. It's fine. It's decent. But it just is nice that all these people are like, hey— I like this picture of your cat and my friends aren't reaching out to say that, but yeah. your fans are fans of this show and of you. So it's nice. I appreciate it. And 200 episodes in, it's, it's nice to to hear from the people. That's the internet at its best. Like nice people. I imagine it's all just like women out there with master's degrees that are like, I love my yeah. cat and I love my boyfriend and I just really want everyone else to feel good. And my parents were rough on yeah. me, but I'm in a lovely... Uh, gender neutral <laughs> relationship. And you know what? I think that's the best. So you're like, I got a problem. Can you help? Like, 
people are at their finest when they're helping total strangers and absolute beasts on their wedding day. So I think that that's really great. Now I feel sad that my top of the cob wasn't <laughs> that. I didn't tell you I was. I didn't tell you I was. I just realized when I was. I should have been mindful. That, that was a of the theme. I should have been like, it's my fans. But I guess I kind of touched on the top, and I I think you, it's very clear how grateful I am. Yeah. It's fucking clear. All right, here's my bottom of the cob. I'm not a big, like, celebrity gossip person. You rarely hear me talk about, like, the Kardashians or whatever. And yeah. even with the fact that I've never watched an episode of the show, I don't subscribe to their bullshit, I don't buy their things, you still, information about them seeps in, right? And the other day, I because I only read one celebrity blog, um... I it just, gives you viruses. I just, yeah, it does. It, it's riddled with viruses. Uh, I've been doing it for about a decade. You check in because it's also like pop culture, social pulse, and then you get an idea. So that way I'm not like, I'm a mom. I don't know who Jennifer Hudson is. Anyway, um, they posted the thing about Kim Kardashian, all the weight that she lost and this like laser she loves or some sort of belly treatment. And I was looking at it for some stupid reason. Maybe I was on the toilet and I started to get angry. And it was the first time I'd really had that reaction. And I was just like, I think her, I'm not going to go into names and that family in general, but her, they're on the precipice of like oversaturation. It's too much. People are done with this. I can appreciate saying, hey, curvy your bodies. Like, here's how you dress for them. But I've always felt, let's even, you know, there's the appropriation of black bodies for white bodies. A black woman having a larger butt, like they have larger thighs to support it. I'm someone that has like thighs and, and a little bit of a butt. These mm-hmm. like ant legs with these like black widow bodies, these like, like it is ridiculous looking. It's silly mm-hmm. looking. And I don't look at them and think, I don't look at her and think like that looks great. I look and I think that looks clownish. And you're obviously going through something and you're like, here's this new laser. When does it fucking end? When does the lying end? And like, just, I was kind of grossed out. Like I'm all about working out and taking care of yourself. But now you're like telling people that have no money to buy your cheap plastic. And you're like, and this laser, this tummy tuck, it's disgusting. It's a fuck enough. This is what you live for. I just, for some reason, seeing that video, it's just like, you are, you are so damaged. And I'm on, I I am pro them for a couple of things, but that you're so mentally damaged and so broken and your priorities are so fucking out of whack and people only take bits from it. So you've got girls walking around watching you buying your stuff and there doesn't seem to be any farting out when you have a platform like that, farting out or like, oh, pray for this. Hey, you guys, we should all be cool. It's not enough. And people that are fans of celebrities like this, you need to vote with your dollar. I get that I'm talking about it here, but like, I don't buy any of that shit. I don't buy into it. Read more books, talk to smarter people, know that your body is okay the way that it is. Nobody has standards like this. No man, no man that is good is looking, and this is all for men, by the way. Do not tell me, I'm sorry. Like, I know girls are going to get excited about this. No woman wants a snatched waist, if not for the male gaze having to do with those proportions and it being tied inextricably to your desirability fertility wise. Okay. And so this is all because of what you think men want. No man that you're going to want is like, I need a super flat stomach, a gigantic butt, stick thin legs and just roundness. Like nobody's asking for this. And so, and what are you conforming to for what? 
it's it's right. enough. I mean, and they're setting the standards that then people are conforming to. And there's a lot of rumors swirling right now about potential harmful drugs that are being taken by celebrities like that to to, to lose, lose weight, weight as for quickly what? as they do. Also, I'm you sorry. Know. Let's just look at this, okay? You usher in this thing where it's okay to have some meat to you. And I appreciate that because this yeah. white Western aesthetic of like stick thin boy hips, otherwise you're disgusting, is not fair. It's not right. I We all suffer from a little bit of body dysmorphia. So I can appreciate that. I even own a pair of good American jeans because I was like, wow, they because it hurts my feelings to be physically fit and yet my thighs are unacceptable and my thighs aren't even that huge. So I can mm. appreciate that. And then you start mm-hmm. dating a white guy and you're like, now I need to lose weight. So you were never proud of your body. You were never okay with it. I, I'm disgusted by women who change their bodies and their, and, and also by men that do this. Like when you date someone and you change to look like them or be like them, that means you are empty. And that bothers me. Mm-hmm. You had a big butt and you made that okay. And that's really cool. The the platform that they have, you know, there was a change to Instagram that was very frustrating for me as a social media manager. And then one of the Jenners complained and Instagram rolled it back. It's like they could be doing that about all kinds of things and they really don't. And everybody built these Frankensteins. But I think, I feel like there's a collective movement now where it's kind of like, and we're done with this bullshit. Like it's too much. You can't stay on top forever. So I was just grossed out. I'm sure she's really nice. There are some good things, some bad things, fucking whatever. But I think we're getting to a point in our feminism and in our culture and in everything where it's like, you gotta stop blindly just being okay with people. And you gotta look a little bit deeper. Yeah. So never was following them, gonna make even more of an effort to block that out. But that really bothered me. I just want to see my daughter and other girls. I want to see them grow up and wear big t-shirts and soccer shorts and like feel okay about themselves. And it's not even about like sexy or not, but like my end all be all is not like hoping some dude is getting a boner somewhere. I actually find it offensive when people say that you're a MILF. Like this guy there, there's like, you're a MILF. Think about what that means. You're a mother I'd like to fuck. Me, Dan, with the two-inch acorn penis. You're good enough for me. <laughs> you cannot remove the male gaze and desirability and fuckability. I get that. But when you live just for that, it's okay to do it for a little bit. It's okay to want to be sexy. It's okay to want all of these things, but I'm just kind of over it. For the first time in my yeah. life, I'm just like, no, it's how does this make me feel? I don't care if a guy's looking. And yeah. I, I get it. I, I just, I don't know. I'm just a little bit grossed out by the blow up dullness of it all. I think I started to get grossed out when she lost a ton of weight dating the last guy she dated. I'm like, why? I thought we were proud of our bodies. Oh, you weren't? Anyways, we just got to think a little bit more and think about what makes you feel good. What makes me feel good is wearing the same workout clothes all week and they're all really old and a lot of them were free. Okay. <laughs> My bottom of the column. Oh, I'm sorry. There's also you. Go ahead. <laughs> Is that um, my mailman didn't come today? It was a different mailman. Uh, and my Are mailman we allowed to assign gender. 
I'm just kidding. It's, a male. Uh, it's male, male. My mailman ra- always rings my doorbell, and then I always trot to the door and open it as he's getting back in his car, and he always says, hey, and I'm like, hey, thank you, and he's like, of course, and today my mail was left on my step, and my little camera alerted me like, hey, someone's at your door, so I'm waiting for him to ring it, yeah. and he does it, and I open it, and I was like, that's not my mailman. He just left it and ran, so uh, I love every day my doorbell rings, and I go, and I say hi to this man to this middle-aged man, uh, but he wasn't there today. I hope he just, I hope he took a day off. In my mind, you're like in a prom dress with like makeup on and you like run to the door. You're like, <laughs> Phil, is it you? <laughs> no Phil today, just Thomas. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, 200 episodes and counting. We're loving doing the show. We love talking to you. We love seeing you at the shows. Please pre-order my new book, All Things Aside. Get tickets to see me in New Jersey. We got some shows in Northampton, Massachusetts coming up. We got some Rhode Island. Got a couple things in September. Eliza.com slash tour. And remember, my dog has a biscuit nose. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.